Hey guys and welcome to another edition of Wise Words with Dan. Today on my podcast, me and a few mates will be coming on as we discuss the upcoming season of the A-League. So George, Brendan, John and of course Chester will be on the podcast as we talk about the new upcoming season of the A-League. As well as we talk a little bit about Freedom Day in New South Wales which, as many of you know, is this coming Monday, so I'm extremely excited about it. I know restrictions haven't eased fully just yet, but, you know, more freedom to go about and go to to shopping centres or pubs and clubs or different other avenues, Um, and we can travel around outside the LGA. If you live in the LGA area, you can travel outside the five kilometre radius, so it's good, it's good, it's what we need, you know, we've been in lockdown for quite a long time, so yeah, it's a good start for all of us, and hopefully by December, you know, full, um, both vaccinated and unvaccinated people can do what they like, so yeah, it's just, it's a good start in the right, in the right direction. Also guys, um, as some of you might may or may not know, I'm also starting up a YouTube account, a YouTube video. It's already, I've actually already um, created an account known as Wise Words with Stan on YouTube. So if you go to YouTube and type up Wise Words with Stan, you'll be able to find my account. And yeah, please subscribe to my channel because I'll be doing upcoming vlogs. And, you know, uh, in the future, hopefully I'll be doing some video podcasts that I would also upload on there as well. So good content to come. I've already made like a little introduction to my YouTube um, page. So yeah, feel free to check it out and please be sure to subscribe. I tried to get this podcast actually into a, into a video, but didn't quite work the way I wanted it to, but oh well. Anyways, guys, let's get into it. Um, enjoy. It's just so annoying. <clears throat> Hello. Johnny, yeah. what's going on? Hey, how you going, guys? Good, mate. Good. Yourself? Good, thanks. Good, thanks. Did you get a haircut? No. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, you gelled your hair. Looks like it. Haircut, oh, come on. I want... How the hell is he getting I a want... fucking haircut right now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I his his mum cuts it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so guys, yes, I uh, brought you on today. Um, you know, we, we did this earlier in the week, but it didn't go successful. So, so second time around. So, <laughs> so I, brought, I brought you guys on today to talk a bit about the upcoming season of the A-League. Um, but before we get into all that, guys, um, for those of you... Huh? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. For those of you guys who are listening at home and who are now able to watch us on YouTube, um, and to all the new people that are watching, um, welcome. Um, I have a podcast known as Wise Words with Dan. You're probably here on Anchor or, and Spotify, but I'm also now doing YouTube videos as well, so you guys have more ways to listen and, and to also watch us talk about different topics. 
So yeah, okay, on to the podcast, guys. Um, <laughs> so this definitely is not the second attempt at this, guys, watching. No, 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 this is the first attempt. So guys, are you excited for the A-League season coming up? Yes, very excited. Yep. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Wanderers fan George over there. I'm I'm definitely definitely excited because I know what the Wanderers are going to be doing this season and also what's going to be coming up. I actually think, um, in terms of signings, I think Western Sydney Wanderers can trump Daniel Sturridge. To be honest with you, so um, keep that in the wings and hopefully before yeah, the season. What what do you guys make of the, um, Daniel Sturridge coming to the A League and coming to Perth Glory? Uh, I think in terms of a marketing ploy, I think it's a great look for the for the for the for the, for the, for the um, competition. Um, but the downside is that, and Chester will know this quite well, and I think a few of us will know as well, is that Sturridge is a very good striker and a very good player. But the issue is, is that He's 32 years old, has had a lot of injury issues in the last few years of his career. Um, so he might get like one good month out of him, or six or seven weeks worth, and then uh, he'll be gone for the season pretty much. Do a hamstring, do a you know, groin, and it's like a waste of money kind of thing. So, so you think he'll be injury prone? Oh, definitely. I think Del Piero was a lot better at his age when he came to Australia. Even I will say Emil Heskey, even though he probably wasn't the fastest or quickest or, or whatever, but he was definitely more fit up than Sturridge. 100%. Yeah. And George... Yeah, and the so- fact that he hasn't played football in 18 months, Daniel Sturridge, when you're injury prone, haven't played a game of professional football in that long... I mean, Perth Glory don't manage him correctly throughout the season. He could literally get a season-ending injury at some point. Right? It's up to Perth to manage him correctly because if they're just going to stick him in the team from round one and expect him to play 90 minutes for the first six, seven, eight rounds, it's, gonna six, well, it's not going to happen. He's got, he's got the lack of fit, well, lack of fitness. Yeah, complete lack of fitness. So they need to manage that, and they need to manage it well, because it's not, as I said, it's not like you're dealing with a lack of fitness from someone who's not injury-prone. You're dealing with a lack of fitness, plus the fact that they're also injury-prone on top of that. So that is, I think George used to in the chat like a week or so ago, it's a bit of a waste of money for Perth. Like, it really is, and I agree with that. I agree. I think, I think that's the thing, but also is that he's never played in the Southern Hemisphere, and obviously our competition is in the middle of summer, WA gets extremely hot for the best of times. And if he does decide to come to, say, Sydney or Brisbane or even Adelaide, Adelaide gets very, very hot as well. So his body is going to be tested physically, but also mentally because he's never endured this kind of heat before. You, you know um, what? Um, if he was playing you know, in a World Cup situation in a country that might be... Because I just realised the pressure is also there because he's a marquee signing, Correct. and he, like, yeah, from the get go, he's going to be expected to not only just score goals, he's going to basically be expected to win the golden boot or at least challenge for it. So add all that to the pressure. Like, 
I know he's a professional footballer and of a high standard throughout his career as it shows. Like, they know how to deal with this stuff, but it just adds to the pressure. And going back to that 18 months out of the game, you know, if they extend him into yeah. the second season and he doesn't get injured again, then probably he will adapt and get better in the second season. But from the outset for this first season, it does not look like he's going to do as well as what people are thinking are thinking he's going to do. Case in point, case in point, sorry, Dan, I was going to oh, good. quickly mention, like, you look at Diamante for Western United. Yeah, he's a great player, fantastic player, um, good dribbler, um, knows where people make the runs. He, um, can sort of visualize. He has a very good vision in terms of a midfielder, but I don't think he really had an explosive season. And I remember when he was playing for Guangzhou, um, when we played him in the Champions League, it was like, well, we knew that he was high quality. We knew that he could do well. And he ended up playing the Premier League for, for a season, um, from memory, or half a season. So he has quality, but he hasn't even, like for himself especially as well, he really hasn't lived up to his, or what we know him as a Keep in mind, he came well. to Western United at a very old age. I mean, what, well, he was 37 when he joined the A-League. So, like, but he was still, basically like, right before Yeah, but still, like, you know, you look at, um, you know, Dwight York. I mean, obviously when Dwight York came to Australia, I mean, yeah, he was aged, but the fact that the A-League at that point in time when it was the first season of the new competition in Australia, for him to come to Australia, that was almost like an Ian, Ru- Ian Rush playing for Sydney Olympic in the NSL from, like, the early 90s. It was that kind of impact because we'd never seen that in Australia before that. So... What I will say is over recent years, this is going to sound silly and people, when they comment on this video, might roast me for this, but like, <laughs> if they get to this point of the podcast, we should be happy. So please listen, please roast me, we welcome it all. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this really agree with you, like, I actually think due to the fact that the, the money that City are now starting to, Melbourne City are now starting to spend, you know, I think the quality of the A-League is slightly improving now due to Melbourne City. And I think therefore that competitiveness is gradually going up a level. And I think that kind mm-hmm. of adds on to the fact now, like I'm using Bobo as an example, like Sydney FC legend, damn, we're not going to deny that, are we? Like no, no Sydney uh, fan's uh, going to deny uh, that. Yeah. Even we can be realistic now that he's what, 36, 30, we're not expecting him to like score bags of goals for us from this season onwards really like we're not expecting that from him anymore we just want to see him play essentially we don't care if he's because that competitive level's gone up we're not really going to be annoyed if Bobo does not reach double figures next season Mm. I mean I won yeah John. That goes for any older player because we're talking about the Amanti with that age. You know, I'm not saying older players are better, worse because I'm over in Europe, Ronaldo, Ibrahimovic. But what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> from that A League standpoint, the more competitive it's getting, you know, is. I'm kind of rambling here, but like the the fact that Diamante, I, I think the fact that Diamante showed he was good. Let's not forget him. These two, maybe not so much last season, but the first season he was in the A League, he was decent, very yeah. good. Oh yeah, one of the best, definitely. But like, it's the age thing. I think I'm going to put it down to the competitiveness of the league and the age thing. I don't think it's so much he's shit because he's still a very yeah. good player. No, it's no, just, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with his ability, but you. But the thing that. I'm sort of disagreeing is that uh, Melbourne City, yeah, they're, they're, they're the standard of the competition now, but 
the reason why it's going to improve over the next five or six years, and I hope it does, is because of this new APL um, independent body who's now running our game. It's not FFA run. It's not instigated by um, restrictions on certain situations where a club can't invest enough more money there um, in their junior system, in their development programs, and being able to um, invest more money into that, as well as getting attraction of... Um, overseas players and hopefully we might be able to see the trend not necessarily getting players that are outside that you know 30 31 32 33 but someone 25 26 who has been a, a top club in europe but wants to try something different and wants to have australia has the attraction to provide that competitiveness and i think it will eventually come but it will be slowly and it would be progressively, but we need to look at possibly doing a, um, obviously they're looking at doing a second division and then potentially a promotion relegation, which I would love to see. Um, but also finally, like the FFA Cup, whoever wins that gets a qualification spot um, (laughs) into the Asian Champions League. So I think that's a fantastic opportunity for a non-A-League team who potentially may win that competition to play in the biggest comp- club competition that we our district plays in. Oh yeah, that'll be huge, hundred percent. Do you, um, John? I wanted to ask you. Um, do you when you hear about Daniel Sturridge coming into the A League, does that remind you of because you're a Central Coast fan? Does that remind you of? Usain Bolt coming to the Mariners. (laughs) 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 I don't understand what what we did there. Thinking we can sign Usain Bolt. He's had no experience whatsoever in... um, I don't understand what you're not signing him. You should have signed him. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) The league all the way. Come on. (laughs) Well, well, at least he scored three goals against um, MacArthur team, but... The fact that he scored goals was impressive in itself. <laughs> yeah, but he scored goals against A-League teams. That's, that's the thing. He scored A-League goals against A-League teams, not lower-league teams. He's better than climbing your ball, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. I, 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 I think of him, so he knows. <laughs> But the, the, the difference is that Sturridge, Sturridge has experience. Bolt hasn't. That's the, that's the only difference. Yeah, oh, well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I obvious. Yeah, so it's going to be an interesting season. Like you, like you said before, Chester, you, you feel like Melbourne City will be at the top this season. Um, what are you going on about? <laughs> yeah, go on. Yeah, so Mel- Melbourne City, so uh, you reckon they'll... Do you think Melbourne City will have another fantastic season, even finishing at the top? And what are your reasons for that? I mean, I, I'm, I mean... I would be shocked if they didn't do a double, to be honest, because I look at the rest of the teams in the league, and I mean, I don't want to, I, even even us, like, I look at the rest of the teams in the league, and I just honestly cannot see any team that are going to match them. 
at all in any way, shape or form. The quality of player that they have running through that team compared to most of the other teams. As I said, we've still got a team that's quality, Sydney, but we've got an aging team. Melbourne City have a quality team and they're in and they're basically all under thirty, apart from a few here and there. So like if they don't win the double this season, it's basically a shock, really. I, if they don't win the double this season, then they've something horribly wrong because from the get-go, they should be winning both. And I don't think anyone can disagree with that, not even Melbourne Victory fans, as long as they're being realistic, obviously. Speaking of Melbourne Victory, they had such a horrible season um, last season. Um, do you feel like this will be... Do you feel like they'll come back this season and be the team that, will, that everyone... No- Knows and loves. No, love. I love. No, I. I think Melbourne victory. Yeah, love. Well, the Melbourne fans, obviously. No, I actually think I actually think Melbourne Melbourne victory will be in the grand final. Really, bro, you only because you think about it. Every year, Popovich has made play um, coach an A League team. They've always made a grand final at least in their first or second year. So you feel like first year he goes there, he goes to a grand final. Yeah, they didn't win it, but they got to a grand final. You know why? This is different, right? I want to say this is a bit different with Wanderers when he took charge of you, you got to a grand final and all that in the first season, you never existed before that as a club. So there was no pressure coming into it, you were out of pressure. Similarly, a little bit to Perth when he took over them, took them to do the double in that grand final. It's not like the season before they had a bad season. They left, I think they'd still made the finals, correct me if I'm wrong, the season before. No, they did make the finals, but it was just, I feel as though... What Povich has been able to do with the signings that he's got, like Economides, Speranovic, um, just to name a couple, like I think honestly they're an absolute weapon of a team, and the way he'll have them defensively yeah, structured, um, both in the midfield and in attack, I, I think they're the ones that are going to be challenging City. Um, so a Melbourne yeah, Derby final. That would definitely not be last. <laughs> They're good signings. But what I was going to say just before was the difference is this time with Popovich coming into a new club is the previous two seasons, and especially finishing last last season, victory have never been that low before in the A-League. And I think as many good signings he's going to make, there's a problem that he's got to address in that team, and that is he's got to get that losing mentality out of the team because we saw it. How many times last season did victory concede a goal and then just look like they were losing? The second they conceded, you could be right. like, yeah, you it's know what? Negative negative like, yeah. Yeah. Victory are a defeated team, like mentally, through the core of that team. And the first thing he's got to do, regardless of the new signings he has in there, is he's got to address the fact that and get that team to be like, you know what, if you go a goal down early, that doesn't mean you're going to lose the game, right? If you if you concede an equaliser late on, that doesn't mean you're going to drop points. That ain't that. He's got to get that losing mentality out of the yeah. team. And we've seen this stuff happen in many different forms of football in the past right and it can sometimes take a lot longer than it seems because you know it, it's it's all to do with like that mental side of the game that's why I don't think they're going to make the final the grand final I I, I think they're going to make they're going to be in that battle for the top six 
ultimately is what I think come the end of the season that you know George you're all too familiar with that wondrous end of, end of season like scrap <laughs> for the top six um, <coughs> a man is all too familiar with that ladies and gentlemen George I want to um, ask is the RBB coming back this season <laughs> no the RBB will definitely be there um, obviously pending COVID numbers and all that shit but um, I think the way that the APL has gone about Making sure that the fans are um, being reengaged in in the in the competition, um, but because I feel as though, and I'm I'm actually not in RBB anymore, um, going from this season onwards. Actually, so I've joined my membership um, because of certain factors and all that. So, uh, but I really feel as though the new structure of the APL is going to be able to give fans not just on Channel 10 or on the streaming service Paramount Plus, but I think as a whole on the field when you go to a game now, uh, so I think there'll be a whole new... It's almost like a new life now with, with A-League. Um, you know, new station, new channel, and they're really heavily investing in a lot of um, advertisement for it. Like, I knew straight away the Socceroos were playing this, this morning at 5.30, so I got up to watch it because I knew that they were heavily investing in it. Um, advertisements and all that. So I, I really feel like the A-League, it's heading in the right direction now, mm. uh, but certainly there'll be some clubs that will need to pick up their game. Yeah. Um, but that that will come down to how it's managed. But like going back to Melbourne Victory just very quickly, like, all right, did their CEO quit last season? I didn't like, because he knew that it wasn't for him. He knew he probably wasn't going to be the one to turn around the club. So... Winning starts from the front office. And, you know, I've said that previously with, with NRL podcast. You know, a coach can only do so much on the field. Ultimately, it starts at, at the boardroom and in people in suits. That's right. So that's where that winning culture comes from as well. Not just on the field. Yeah, we want the results, but we also expect our club to be run professionally and not to be degraded as a fan that doesn't know shit about their game because A-League fans know their product very, very well and they're very loyal if they are treated right. Oh, I agree. Yeah, no, well well said, George, in what you, in what you just said. Um, so in saying that, George, where do you see Wanderers finishing this season? Look... Definitely not, definitely not, um, you know, definitely not last. I will say that. Definitely not last. Yeah. They will be top four or fourth. I actually Ooh. think they're a top four team. Um, <laughs> now got a proven goal scorer. Um, but there will be one player leaving before the season starts. So I don't want to mention the name. Oh, yeah. Look, I don't know. It's funny with Wanderers when it, you like you don't know where they'll finish, sort of thing. You know, it's just... I just think I just think Carl Robinson has literally, and and I know people within the club, and I've got a mate that knows someone within the club very very closely. Yeah. Um, they they the board and letter have literally thrown their full support behind Carl Robinson to get the players that we need to be successful. Yeah. So apparently there'll be another signing at the end of next week, um, as far as I'm aware of. 
Um, but potentially there may be another signing before the season or into January that will be bigger than Daniel Sturridge, from my memory. Um, but that will, but that will be kept under under light. Uh, but I, I look. I think getting Rhys Williams back in Australia is a fantastic addition defensively. Um, Petrados on loan is a smart move. I think he's a great wing player. He's fast. He can crack goals, and I think he's he's that. I think that missing player that we have had gone missing since Castellan left the club. Because mm. I really feel when you do need striker. Yeah, but we've got Hamid. Hamid's a really good striker. He, he's, oh, yeah. he's quality, but we need someone to help him because he can't just do it all because Benny Abini can't score goals to save his life. Oh, so yeah, he's he useless, isn't he, Abini? Kwame Yaboa is as bad as useful as a plumber um, trying, to, try, trying to stop the leak on the freaking Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, I love your analogy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Mark Goldbridge for that. But um, yeah, I, I look. I honestly, I'm not because I'm, you know. But I genuinely believe that on the field, I think we have the right setup now and the right team. Mm. Um, in terms of captaincy, I'm going to say either Reese Williams, Ziggy Gordon, or my Gush to be our captain. I'll say Ziggy. <laughs> Give it Ziggy, to Ziggy Gordon was fantastic last season. Oh, he had he a great season. You got to admit, season. he was a he was a player in like he, he stood up. He beyond, kept us in a lot of games. Oh yeah, if it wasn't for him, you guys probably would have been lower. You know, all this, all this talk of Ziggy Gordon's making John happy. I'm sure of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't care. We we made the finals without him. It's all good. Mm, true, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so with what we've been saying, um, like George feels like Melbourne victory will make the final, and you're saying Chester that Melbourne City will be there. So are we saying are we saying it's going to be a Melbourne derby final? Wellington and Perth. Yeah, because it's more likely they're going to reach the grand final than victory are. Obviously, it's likely City will, but there's no way victory will make it. Yeah, you know why? Because you, you know why? Because Perth will just play all their home games there. They won't leave the state because Emperor McGowan doesn't want to get COVID because he's scared. So, you know. So, so Sydney, they've been such a dominant club for a few years now. You, you feel like Chester... Yeah, we have. They might not make the final this season. Uh, I don't think they will. We're not going to make the finals. We're definitely, I'm certain we're probably going to make the top six. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whether we like, because consistently how we've been finishing basically in the top two for five or more seasons running now, right? I'm not sure like this one doesn't fully convince me as to whether we're going to make that top two. 
anymore. I still think we're going to make the finals because that this is like an opposite to like victory, right? We have that mental that we have that winning mentality in the team. We've seen many times, even last season. Let's face it, we didn't look our best for most for large parts of last season. But there were times where we were getting results when we probably shouldn't have gotten results. I'll take you back to when we beat Wanderers towards the end of the season. We didn't really play that great in that game, but we won the game 1-0. And that's what the winning mentality... That was the statement, right? Yeah. That yeah, was, yeah, that's what that mentality brings you to stay in games even though you're playing poor and ultimately yeah. get enough in the, get a goal out of it to win that game. Um, the way, that's like yeah, the but we have lost a few pieces of qualities in our team. I'm not right straight. So the, the four signings we've made, definitely a big fan of us making the sign. I mean, I'm glad we made the signings. I'm not saying I hate any one of them. They're all good players in their own right. But most importantly for us, Conor O'Toole 100%, because now we actually have an actual right back to back up Ryan Grant. Because mm. I think Conor O'Toole knows he's probably not going to be starting every single game of the season when he's got Grant in front of him. But this is perfect now for Sydney. When there's international breaks, if Scar gets injured, suspended, or if there's international breaks, we have an option to put that right back instead of Retre or Van der Sar, because neither of them are proper right back. So that's a perfect signing straight out of the gates. It's going to improve the defence in terms of backup options, definitely, because he isn't a bad player. He's, he's a very solid option for backup. Yeah. Um, Moving forward, moving forward, moving into the defence as well, staying in the defence, sorry, um, in the centre of defence. This is the one I'm a little bit iffy about because we're not going to we're not going to deny it. Ryan McGowan is 100 percent one of the best defenders we've had in recent years. The A League has had in recent years, like 100 percent. And I'm not too. He was a good player when he played in the A League. He's not saying he's a shit defender, but I'm not sure how close to that level James Donachie is and how. If he will, I'm not. I'm not sure if he'll improve the defense. I'm not going to say he's going to make it awfully worse, but I don't think we've replaced Ryan McGowan with Ryan McGowan. If that makes any sense, I think we replaced him with someone who's not quite at that level. I could be wrong. He could turn into a monster with us. He has been a part of some successful A League teams. Let's not forget that. But just on an overall like level, in my opinion, he's not quite at that Ryan McGowan level, so we'll see with that one. Then we got Max Burgess obviously, again, I see <clears throat> as a half backup, half starter, it depends how Corica wants to use him, obviously. I see, like, it, it was a gamble, in my opinion, to bring him back to the club. Um, he was brilliant at Wanderers, I mean, Wanderers, sorry, he was brilliant at Wellington. Um, first season at Western, he was very good. He kind of fell out of favour, it looked like, towards the back for most of, like, well, second half or so of last season. So maybe he's still, like, I mean, maybe that's just because he fell out with Mark Rudin. I can believe that. Anyone can fucking fall out with that guy. Um, (laughs) um, Well said. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it'll be interesting how Corica implements him because on his day, we've seen he can actually be a really decent, like, nifty little player to have in your team. And then lastly, we come to the um, the one the one which I'm going to call the enigma of the bunch that we've signed because if Corica gets him working and gets him to have some final product, we have signed an absolute player, I'll tell you that. But if he has the final product that he had at victory... I don't think we signed a great player. And I'm talking about Cam Sober. Fuck, he's Ooh. quick and he's good on oh, the ball. He is. But he's it's just fast, final man. product. 
Corica has to work on that final product for him to be a good signing for us because if he turns out for us the same way he did for victory with, you know, getting on the ball into the box but wasting a lot of chances, yeah. I don't think that's going to benefit us, to be honest, full sail across the season. So if Corica gets into our final product, if Corica gets into our final product, that's what we need because if he plays them up front with that, you know, that youthful pace alongside Alfie and Bobo, that will allow him to rotate them because yeah. I think rotating LaFondra and Bobo would be a lot better and a lot smarter for Corica because they're both aging players mm-hmm. so they both need to rest a lot more so having Cam Sober come in if he plays him up front and then can just rotate the other two around because I'm hoping he's going to stick with playing Costa further back in that wide centre attacking mid spot that he was second half of last season because I think we all saw Costa looks amazing out in that position um so just that being able to rotate cost I mean Alfie and Lef- um, Bobo would be perfect and then you got we got Patrick Wood obviously who I'm, I'm really excited for he looked really good last season and if he comes along and proves that like, he's got the pace but he's also got that physicality as well he's that one step ahead of Bahaja in my opinion and that on that note obviously I, I know injuries have constantly kind of scuffered his career, but for me, if Bahaja doesn't get a full season and start to find consistency this season, I think we should probably look about moving him on. But I'm not going to be harsh and say, because I know he's been injured a lot and it's kind of denied his chances of having consistent game time, but even when he has had consistent game time, there's been, there's been weaknesses to his game. So I'm hoping he can A when he gets back to fitness, stay fit and also be fine consistency. So if those factors all fall into place, I think we will have another good season. But this is the thing, we're on an, we're kind of balanced on the moment because we don't know, I don't know really how it's going to end for yeah. like go yeah. for our season in terms of like full season. Because if we get it right, we'll probably have another good season. We could actually make the grand final and win a trophy or two. Who knows? Right? But if it doesn't go to plan I still think we'll make the finals just because I say that winning mentality is so, so crucial to the team and that's what we have through and through in this team. But we probably won't make the grand finals and I probably think we will miss out on the top two as well, meaning it will be the lowest finish we've had in ages. I don't know about you, Dan, but it's been ages since I've seen Sydney finish outside the top two. So it's going to come to an end eventually. Yeah, I think more than any season looks like the one it could but as I said, if we get these things right, then it probably will continue this run. I'm feeling. So, yeah, that's my thoughts. I I feel like at best we'll finish inside the top four. I feel like we'll we'll be in the four. I think at best. I mean, as I said, if everything is clicking, at best we'll win a trophy and finish inside the top two. I don't know which one, but we will win a trophy at best, whether it be the league or the grand final. Don't know, but overall, hello, Brendan. Overall, hey. Um, <laughs> Hello. How are you? I'll just wrap up so we can put this chat. I think I think it's just as I said, it's it's very situational. If Corica gets these things right, we'll have another good season. If they don't go to plan, we will make the finals, but we won't have the season we've been having over the last five or so seasons consecutively. So yeah. Brandon, we were just um talking about um, A-League clubs like George spoke about the Wanderers Chester speaking about Sydney how do you feel like the Wanderers will go this season? Um, I still I still feel we're a bit short in in, in midfield for some reason yeah 
more than they're both on this because they both support the same teams and both of them constantly disagree with each other. It's just golden to sit and watch. Yeah. Go on, please, man. Where's the popcorn? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah exactly. I just feel, I just feel from like, I don't know, like Petrados. He doesn't look fit to me. I don't think he's going to be able to last. He might last three, four games, and he's he needs to lose a lot of weight. That guy. Like, I want to get down there and train him. Yeah. Um, he doesn't look fit. And we're getting close to the season, and they're going to they're going to rely on a lot of goals from him or assists. Um, I think in terms of attack, we look good. I think defensively we've improved, mm. uh, but midfield I'm a little bit concerned about the assists and the goals where they're going to come from in that area. Well, I, as I said, one of the players in the midfield will be leaving um, before the season starts, so that's going to be good on our on our side. Um, Keanu Bacchus is absolutely useless. Um, I, don't, I don't think he's he's not oh, the way he said that <laughs> the way he delivered that no but you think of that last season apart from apart from like Troisi playing one or two games good in the derby and maybe one good, good game against Western United he's he did fuck all all season um, Bacchus can't even, cannot Pass a ball to save his life, um, but I think, but I think Terry Antonis is the real key here. I think he will he will help Troisi. I mean, if he's going to be there or not, that's a different story. But if he's going to be there, Troisi is going to be that anchor anchor person that we've been missing for like three seasons. Um, that's where I think we're going to get a lot of that assist going to Hamed, going to Petrados. Um, you know. We've got Adama Traore, not the not the Wolverhampton or Adama, but a better version. Yeah, you wish. Um, <laughs> Adama Traore, for me, is an absolute yeah. weapon at left back. He's an absolute weapon that way. He's quite going forward. Yeah. He's a bit shit. I don't care. You know what? Honestly, honestly, I would rather take him any day of the week than having fucking McGowan as captain. Because yeah. McGowan as captain was absolutely pathetic. Thank God he's fucked off. And the club, you know, the fact that if someone wants to vote for him in our 10-year anniversary squad, I would have gone to that person. I would have gone, what the fuck is wrong with you? And why are you even supporting this club? Because I bet you a million bucks, someone tonight, I bet you a million bucks tonight, Dino Crescent will be our striker in the 10 seasons. Let us actually ask two Wanderers fans in this chat with a podcast of us right now who you would actually put if you were to do a Wanderers team of the decade. Oh, that's tough. That's who tough. Would you, okay, goalkeeper. Who would you start with goalkeeper? I'd take Ovich. Yeah, no, well, not you. I'm talking oh, Daniel and John and. Oh, I don't know where no, to begin. No, <laughs> Wonder fans, fans, yeah, your opinion. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, he's obviously the Um, all right, so it's the centre backs. Topher Stanley and uh, Spranovic for me. Nah, he it was um feature. It was actually no, it was Spranovic and. Top all, well, wouldn't you really pick the squad who won the Asian Cup, pretty much? Asian Cup? Oh, <laughs> no, because there were a couple of players that were useless. 
Yeah, yeah, Tommy Urich, even though he scored the goal <laughs> overall, he's a donkey. Fuck off. No, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. Honestly, I'm happy he's at MacArthur because he'll be shit there. Hey, John, I wanted to ask you quickly, John. Um, what Mariners had a pretty good season last season. You, you know, they yes, took they took man. they took everyone by surprise. Um, staying at the top for quite a while. Um, how do you feel like they will go this season? Do you feel like they'll follow on from what they achieved last season? Well, as much as I want to think that, I, I disagree. I, I think we'll go below because we have a new team, we have a new coach, we have a, we have an inexperienced coach. Who well, is we'll your be coach? Fighting for, we'll, be, we'll be fighting. Who is the coach? Who is the coach? Nick Montgomery. Nick Montgomery, isn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the ex-player. Uh, so, so he's a pretty young coach, but um, so, yes, yeah, so, but I think we'll be uh, going for tops, like, six, fighting for six or seventh place at best, I reckon. I feel like yeah. they'll be higher. Well, like, I'll probably agree with that. Just I agree with that. I'm trying to I, say, like, I think I said the other day in the podcast. I think I said in the other day in the podcast that they would be in that battle. I thought they would be in that in this season battle for the top six. I said they would just miss out. I think. Uh, yeah, you don't know. You don't know. So, I feel like the battle of the top six. The battle of the top six will be between. I'll tell you, I do know. Right? I do know, and I think everyone will agree with me. Melbourne City are finishing top. Western United are finishing rock bottom. No, they're not last. Adelaide United will be. They're going to Mark Rudin with fucking Aloisi. That's getting worse. Yeah, but hang on. What's this team talk going to be? Oh, guys, we're nil-nil. But for us to score and have a chance of winning this game in the second half, we're going to have to put the ball in the box to our strikers and have a shot at goal. We won't score a goal (laughs) if we don't shoot a goal. What action is that? I actually think Adelaide United... I think that will be rock bottom. I think you think a Adelaide. Adelaide, oh, I don't I know that. I think Adelaide United will be last. <laughs> or Wellington. Newcastle. Wellington, maybe. I hope Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the one yeah, that was yeah. taken over by the Saudi uh, organisation. Stay on topic, George, please. We're doing well. <laughs> well, we're talking about A-League, not APL. All right, top six in order. Who do you think, George? Top six in order. Um, so Melbourne City premieres um, first. Yeah. Second, um, I'd say probably victory. Ooh. Three, Sydney. Four, Western Sydney. Five, MacArthur. And six, uh, I'd say probably Wellington. Wellington. Interesting. Brandon, who do you think? Top six in order. Very similar to George. Uh, first place, I think, uh, Melbourne City. Second place, Sydney FC. Third, third place, MacArthur. Uh, fourth place, Wanderers as well. Uh, fifth place, this is where it gets to be interesting. I, I think this is going to shock a few people. I think I think fifth place, Brisbane Roar. Wow, Brisbane. And, and sixth place, Newcastle Jets. Why, why do you feel like Brisbane, may I ask? <laughs> I, don't know. I just, I just feel like the the coaches he's building a really good squad. There. He's got a good balance of units. Yeah, building. That's a great coach. Brisbane lost, Brisbane lost yeah. Wenzel Halls and Danzaki, and they haven't. Yeah, as that's far as I know, they haven't really replaced him. Danzaki was awesome. They'll fly under the radar. <laughs> 
Newcastle. Yeah. I oh, I do agree with Newcastle. Last place, Wellington United. Wellington or Western United? <laughs> Wellington United. <laughs> Wellington United. <laughs> Wellington United. <laughs> Wellington United. <laughs> yeah, off the Western Phoenix, boys. <laughs> Actually, guys, we haven't spoken about this. The new A-League logo. What do you make of it? I don't mind it. It's actually grown on me yet. Oh, come on. Are you joking? <laughs> yeah, but hang on a minute. Okay. The new structure is inclusive of all the organisations of A-League, W-League and the Youth League. Why do we need to categorise it into different logos, whereas it's under one, it's A-League men, A-League women and A-League youth. I agree with it. The logo probably stinks a little bit, but I agree with what they're trying to do. Because you can't just separate it because, oh, well, it's a W League, it's Youth League. It's under the one banner. It's not under, you know, one organisation run by a different organisation and another organisation run by a different person. We're trying to be all one. I get probably there's been a bit of a backlash, but in saying that too, I, I agree with it. I agree with the new logo. I think it's a lot better than what we've had in the past. But do you reckon, like, come on, it's like a, a stick and a little dot. Like, couldn't they, <laughs> couldn't they make it a bit more creative somehow? All right, so have you... Well, to make it more logo, inclusive? All right, so, it's a 10-year-old boy. <laughs> 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 well, they're saying, done. like, you want to talk about that? <laughs> the A-League literally stole it off um, South Australia Construction. Yeah, I saw that. Did they? I didn't yeah, say that. Yeah. Well, if you look at that one and look yeah. at the alien they one, made it's the they made That's true. I heard about that as well. Maybe it was just coincidental. <laughs> Maybe it's just signed everything. I'm not saying it is, but that's some... How do you come to that coincidence? Yeah. Um. All right, guys. So we spoke a bit about the A League now. Um. Lockdown in New South Wales and Sydney. I know this is a huge change in topic from sport to what's going on, um, in Sydney right now. So, um, lockdowns. Um, Freedom Day, well, is on Monday, but it's not fully like we're not fully out of the woods yet. But we do like we can go out more. We can go to pubs and venues and restaurants and other places. Um, are you so? Are you guys looking forward to it? Because we've been in lockdown now for like what three months? It's been such a long time. So since the end of June. Since the end of June. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember I was my first day was literally after we went into lockdown. Yeah, three and a half months basically. Yeah. Yeah. Do you uh, do you feel like something like this will ever happen again? Do you feel like it's you know? Yeah, potentially. Yeah. It depends on obviously what happens with case numbers and, but it's not going to be case numbers. It's going to be more about hospitalisation in certain areas. <laughs> so it's not just all right, there might be like three, four thousand cases, but how many people are still dying from the disease? How many people are still um, going to hospital, that'll be looked at closely, um, but it'll be targeted in those areas. It won't be just all the whole greater city. Um, mm. That's where the difference is going to be. You've got a bit of hate fever. I fucking hate. <laughs> <laughs> I get hate fever. So. 
COVID, COVID. Yeah. You might have to be in quarantine for another 14 days, mate. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm, I'm excited. I, I just I, I want to go to Penrith to go um, have Five Guys burgers. Penrith. What 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 burgers? Uh, five Guys burgers five guys. from America. Oh, I've, I've I've never heard of it. So they're like Carl's Junior, but it's a lot better than Carl's Junior. Ah. Like it's pretty pricey, but the food's insane. Like the burgers are nuts. <laughs> Yeah. Brandon, what will you do? Um, like, what, what do you have any plans in mind come Freedom Day? Haircut. Well, yeah, I'll get, a, I'll get a little bit of a haircut, a bit of a clean up. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I, not too much. But I think, I think for me personally, just to see, see you guys and see a few of my, um, my football like uh, mates as well and. Yeah. Just, just have that freedom to drive anywhere, really, again. Like, I think we take it for granted. Like, we're all in a LGA for a long, long time. Five mm. kilometres. I know some people break the rules, but probably not no one in this area. Or this group, sorry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just, just seeing people getting out and about. Um, also, like, I've, I've had a few, like, um, recently I've had a few job off- offers, so I'm just really contemplating that at the moment. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, if I if I accept those, I'll be starting as soon as next week potentially. So, uh, that's great news, mate. You think, you think you consider you know what I yeah. feel like most people are looking forward to is visiting relatives, vi- visiting yeah. family members because that's what people yeah. have been wanting to do for so long and to reconnect with their families. So I think it's going to be fantastic for everyone involved come Freedom Day to have the opportunity to do that. <laughs> um, I'm looking good, looking, man. Really good. Hey. Good looking guy, man. Yeah. Looking sharp, mate. Looking sharp. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, so so yeah, on that note guys, I think we've covered what we've needed to cover today. Um uh, I appreciate you guys coming on to talk about a bit, um, to review the A-League season, the upcoming A-League season. And I think it's going to be a very exciting season. Um, Hold on. Can I, just, can I just bring one more thing up? Because I forgot we didn't talk about this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because there's yeah. two Wanderers fans in the and obviously us two Sydney fans. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the Oakville Round Derby. Now, I think everyone knows this is, in my opinion, it's dumb. It makes the A-League look like a novelty rather than an actual proper functioning professional sport. Because it, why would you put one of the biggest games of the calendar in every season right in smack bang on round one? Yeah. To what? But I, I, from the point of view, like I'm going to try and like from the point of view, of, like because the Wanderers fans, George and Brendan, you might agree, you can back me up on this, right? Because of over the last seasons, obviously how seasons have gone for you guys, you know that kind of same old start well, tail off, never really recover, miss out on finals, that sort of stuff, right? When you're now put, when they're now putting scheduling derbies down for like round one. It just builds so much hope, further hope into you when you know that is such a long season. If you actually go and lose that derby, then it just basically makes your whole fan base even feel more down from round one. And, you know, the A-League and this problem with crowds, and it's clear that, like COVID excluding, obviously, it's been clear to see, figures have shown that over the last several seasons, average crowd, crowd figures across the season from every club, every game, have been steadily declining. So if they're trying to increase crowds, oh, again, oh, why oh. would you put... 
a big game right there on round one. Because for the fans who lose, we all know A-League fans aren't like at that same level as Premier League fans or other fans across Europe. You know, you've got fans in England in lower leagues than the Premier League, like League 1, League 2. They watch, team, they watch their team play basic football, you know, yeah. finish. Could you imagine supporting a team who finished pretty much mid-table, bottom half of the table season by League 2 constantly? When, when, like, they don't ever go on cup runs, they don't get relegated, but they don't really go far. They get, they just kind of stay where they are in League Two. No disrespect to the fans of those teams, but the point I'm trying to make is they keep going to those games because of the love of the. They just keep going week in, week out, despite the fact they don't maybe not play the best football and they don't get the best results, but they still support them. The problem we have in the A League is a lot of fans tend to just start not going to games when their team starts to go on a bad run. And that's what I'm trying to get at. When you put a derby in round one, that whoever loses that game, the fans just kind of lose interest from round one. You've got to put these derbies yeah. at least in round five. And I'd even say, oh, like yeah, six, seven, five. eight, five. Yeah. Because there's more. I know derby day form goes out the window and all that. So I'm not going to make that argument. But like... You've got to have some sort of build-up just for the sake of, like, you've got to just kind of give the fans time to get more invested into their season, yeah. right? Yeah. So even if they do lose that game, it's more like, well, we have won, like, four or so of the games prior to that. We're not going to give up just yet. Yeah. I don't know, like, if you two see it as the same way. I feel like... Uh, I, 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 I totally agree. Like, I, I, I mean, obviously because of COVID situation... They're trying to obviously do the, the New South Wales state-based teams, but still, they could have started the game with Newcastle or started the game with um, Wellington because I know that they'll be based in Sydney um, as well. Yeah. Those kind of games should be like round six, round seven because ultimately at that point in time, there might be games, to, both teams might be at different parts of the table, um, different reasons to play or to improve or to like to sustain their... Um, uh, position in the table. So, the way I look at it, um, probably not more so with Sydney FC supporters because I know that they're a lot more. Um, I actually find them probably a little bit more loyal than the Western Sydney supporters because um, I know for a fact over the last few years, and even um, I know within the club, literally, like um, for this season, we've dropped about 25 to 30% of our membership, if not more, from last season. To this season, mm. and I see. Yeah, just oh, yeah, you know, if you, you lose the army in round one, it doesn't help your fan base one bit. That's what I'm saying. But I'm not. Yeah. Just, that's what I'm saying because the thing is, if we start off with a loss, then you know what's going to happen. Come round two, people are going to be like, "Oh, I don't know <laughs> what's happening." Whereas <laughs> if they win like the first month or have you know a couple of wins, couple of draws. Then they play Sydney FC like round six, who only have one win and say one loss and like two or three draws. Then there's more to play on their end rather than us, and it makes the build up even more better. So that's the way I look at it. But hopefully that'll change soon. Well, in my point of (laughs) well, in my point of view, I I feel like I have to disagree with you guys. I feel like that. Um, <laughs> you can't take a tip. Now, I feel like it's a, it's a great, but would it, isn't it a great start to kick off the season? You know, you know what I mean. Like, 
Oh god, that, that's a good that's a good voice impersonation. <laughs> that's a that's a great voice impersonation. <laughs> huh? Ah, oh, have no idea. Anyways, take care, guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Um, more video, more podcasts, and more videos to come soon. Take care. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>